Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Quinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hey everybody, it's Quinn. Welcome to the Teen Pack Podcast. I'm happy to have you back and we are looking forward to this particular episode. It's very special because we have my former co-host, Jessica McIntyre. Welcome, J-Mac. Hello, Quinn. What's going on? I'm so excited to be here, guys. All the way from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. And today we have a particular topic uh, about transition. And when we talk about transitioning, particularly between seasons... And particularly Fall, about, spring, well, not not winter. those kinds of seasons. I mean, you know, you're you're going from being a student into a career, I'm and you're sorry, going that from was the worst dad singleness into marriage, right and you're moving from one state to another state. Like life is full of these mm-hmm. sorts of transitions, full of seasons, and uh, I'm sure that many of our listeners uh, either are going through some of those seasons of transition or. Um, are anticipating that in in the future. And so I would love to just kind of facilitate some conversation around how to do that well and kind of getting into your experience recently. Um, mm-hmm. So the background for those of y'all who aren't privy to the story, uh, JMAC transitioned after National Convention out of her work full-time for Teen Pact based in Richmond, Virginia, and moved all the way out to Colorado to work for World Venture. And that's been a lot of change. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, to just kind of start out by asking, are you somebody that enjoys change, you like change, or is it something that you kind of push against? <laughs> well, uh, man, that is a that is an interesting question to ask. Um, first and foremost, I don't know if we'll be able to talk about, you know, how to do it well, because that TBD, right? Still uh, figuring it out. Bit. Yeah, there's still a lot of change, a lot of transitioning happening. Um, but man... I think to answer your question, um, I have never been someone who's like, yes, change. And I always pursue it. I've always just kind of been okay with it, if that makes sense. So as um, in you cope with it or yeah, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm totally adverse to change because as I'm saying this and thinking like, yeah, no, I don't like change. I'm also remembering stories of like, okay, even moving here to work with Team Pact in the first place was a big change um, compared to what I thought life was going to look like, what it should look like, uh, and the path that I thought I was very clearly on. And then all of a sudden it just flips upside down and here you are. Um, so I, it's not that I necessarily am the sort of person who's anxious always for change to happen, nor am I like, oh no, I don't want change. I, do, I want nothing to, to ever change. It needs to be the same. Like I do yeah. thrive okay. on routine, but I'm just kind of like a, I'm a pretty chill, like go with the flow. And if it's obvious that, Hey, this is where the Lord is leading, then let's go for it. Let's jump in. Well, and I feel like, I feel like people are uh, kind of wired a little bit differently. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's some similarities across the spectrum, but like for me growing up, I was very averse to change. I I mean, mm-hmm. my, if you were to talk to my mom, she would say that even like family vacations and my, my sleep schedule, mm-hmm. I just didn't do well with that. I didn't like that. I really liked the rhythm of mm-hmm. my place, my time, you know, all of cool. that. Yeah. And what I've learned about myself over the years is that I actually... I, I do feel a little bit of that anxiety when change is on the horizon mm-hmm. and I've had to learn to like, okay, like change isn't always bad mm. and I'm having to like think through it and like almost coach myself and like pray through it and like, all right, Lord, yeah. like what, 
you know, what is it about this change that I don't have to freak out? Like, you know, the future, like, you know, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, do you feel like you naturally like are, are able to kind of like just cultivate a, a, a I don't know, just being present in the moment, recognizing mm-hmm. like, okay, this can be good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I kind of want to segue from that as you think about change into this is what, this was a big change. Like this was not, yeah. this was not just like, oh, I got a promotion into a different position or I switched departments mm-hmm. or I decided to work from home or like anything like that. Like it was, it's new job, it's new state, it's new coffee shops. It's new coffee <laughs> shops. That, okay. I am adverse to that change sometimes. <laughs> no more Rostology in uh, Richmond. Uh. Sponsor us. <laughs> oh, and I should say for those of you guys that are listening, J-Mac is actually visiting Richmond right now. So she's sitting in my office as we record this, which yeah, is awesome. True. So the really official podcast. Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we'll send you a picture. Uh, um, yeah, no. So I'm sorry. What was the question? So, yeah, as, as, as you've grown up, as you've kind of learned how to adapt to change, like when this big change was on the horizon, like oh, yeah, what yeah, were yeah. some early thoughts that you cool. had about yeah. it? And how did you start to kind of like deal with, OK, these are mm-hmm. this isn't just like small changes. These, this is big change. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, leaving my favorite co- coffee shops, Roastology, Riverbend, shout out, sponsor us. Um those are, those are, you know, big changes, but no, in all seriousness, um, I think that change has a lot to do with where your identity is and like how you think about change has a lot to do with how you think about yourself and how you think about yourself in relation to God and therefore how you think about God. Um, so I think, you know, if you don't have that anchor, if you know, you're not a believer, um, and, and that's not kind of leading and guiding and that's not a groundedness in your life. Honestly, change is probably a lot harder. I, I would have to imagine. Um, so, but as I began thinking about what could life look like, um, it's interesting because we all have these expectations of what life is going to look like. Um, and that's like, there's huge societal pressure on that in all honesty. And that can be anything from where you should go to school and where you're going to be for four years in college. That I mean, that changed my plan for that. I thought I was going to go to a traditional four-year school, and here we are. I've been online and working full-time, uh, like, my whole school career. So, you know, there was that expectation that was missed. Um, and mm-hmm. so when you start to think about change, I think the hard part of that is, well, I have this expectation on the future. What if that's different than my expectation? And then, you know, reality doesn't match up. And so that's misaligned. And it's like, well, that's probably bad. Like that, that does not feel good. And, and there's truth to that. It, it often uh, doesn't feel very good um, when our expectations in life and, and where we're moving to next and what's going to happen and at what pace it's going to happen. Um, but I think when you have this anchoring in, okay, I have you know, maybe these expectations, but I can surrender those to the Lord and trust that he has good plans for me. Um, actually one of the things that particularly with this transition of out of team packed onto the next thing, whatever that may be, I I knew kind of this season was coming to a close, but I didn't know what was next. And that's even more scary. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's one thing to have like, okay, I'm doing, you know, this. And then three days after that, I'm going to start this next job. And I know exactly where I'm living. I didn't know any of that. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. and so the best way I can describe it is like just kind of that exercising that faith muscle, if you will, it felt like, okay, 
God, I know, and I've known for a while that it's time to do the next thing. Um, but, but what is that? I don't Mm. know. Um, and I learned a lot in that season, but I think the thing that I kept coming back to was, okay, God doesn't always give exact clarity. He doesn't give the step-by-step most oftentimes, but he gives vision. And so what does it look like to pursue that vision while still knowing like it's not going to be the exact step-by-step. So the best way I could think to describe it was it felt like, okay, I knew that I knew that I knew I have to take a step. So I'm lifting my foot about to move on from where I am. And I literally don't know where my foot is landing the ground. It's all covered. Um, and, and it's, it's hazy and I can't see, see the ground and maybe my foot is going to land and it's going to be a nice like grassy field. And that's super nice and cushy. And, uh, or is it going to be like this big chasm and I fall in and die? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, and, and, uh, I promise the Lord has got you better than that, but, um, that is what it felt like Mm. in all honesty. So that's kind of running through my mind as I'm processing all this change. But, Um, the thing that I kept coming back to is just over and over in scripture where it talks about trust in the Lord. His understanding is better and higher than ours. He Mm. has good plans for you. And, you know, you can get into a whole different conversation about what is the definition of good and, you know, aligning that with the Lord and his heart. Um, but it just kept coming back to, okay, I don't know where I'm going exactly, but I know the vision and I know who I'm following and I yeah. can trust that far more than maybe even the reality of what I am thinking in this moment. And it was a very active, like exercising mm. that muscle of, okay, I don't know what this gonna is going to look like, but I know my God. So you mentioned that God gives you a vision. He might not lay out the step-by-step. Here's exactly how it's going to unfold, mm. but he gives you a vision. I, I want to think about that concept a little bit that I'm very intrigued by that. So when you think God gives me a vision, is that like, you know, you start to form an idea of what that could look like or a couple mm-hmm. opportunities kind of are available. There's a couple, you know, so-called doors that are open. And and so you start to kind of develop a sense of, oh, well, I could, I could do this job. I could work in this place. I could be a part of this church community. Like, is that what you mean by vision? Mm-hmm. Or, or could you kind of clarify that concept for us? Yeah. Good question. Um, I think with vision, I'm not necessarily talking about, okay, in a dream the Lord gave to me, I will be working uh, as a pastor, you know, at this church and it's probably in Africa. And okay, now I, now I know the direction that we're going. So Mm -hmm. now I need to go to seminary and take the steps to get there. It's not necessarily that. I think it's slightly more ambiguous than that. And yet at the same time, a little more clear than we often make it out to be. Um, So in all honesty, a lot of that vision, a lot of that, um, came to, to, to light into my mind and, and was impressed on my heart by simply being in the word. Um, when I kind of realized like, okay, what is, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's next. I know something is, um, and I know that the Lord has kind of pushed these things on my heart. So maybe that's a little bit more what I mean by the vision, but that came from being in the word from seeing, okay, mm, what is it that God requires of me? What is it that he wants for me? What is it that he is inviting me to be part of? Um, and I think a lot of times we get caught up in this, okay, there's a transition happening, whether work or family, marriage, like whatever it may be. And, and um, we live in a day and age where we're often told to pursue our passions and our purpose. And that is a good thing. I am a huge proponent of that as I think the Lord is. Um, 
Yet at the same time, sometimes we can have an overemphasis on our personal desires and passions and lose sight of the things that God has very clearly laid out in scripture. Um, And so when there is uncertainty in those things, at least for me, I always go back to, okay, what does the word say um, for Mm -hmm. that vision? And the word says things like, okay, his will for you is that you are thankful like the, the Bible literally says that in mm. many, many places sure. um, to, to, you know, in everything through prayer and supplication and, and, and be thankful and, and talk with the Lord and be in communion with him. Um, it says to care for the orphaned and the widow. It, it says to uh, not live foolishly and uh, um, yeah, to, to be a bearer of his word. And ultimately in, in John, I think it is, it says the work of a believer is to believe. And so that's what I mean when I'm saying vision, like God impressed that on me. And that comes through being in his word, right? Um, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For some reason, nobody ever told me like, oh, and that means like actually read his word. And that's how Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. those dots can connect. Uh, He's actually given that. So I I think that's what I'm referring to. And it's like, okay, vision on more of a big picture. And then you can actually live that out right here and now. And, and you can begin to be thinking about that before the move, before going to college, before the marriage, before the relationship, like whatever it may be. Mm. How has God called you to live? And what are you doing to live in such a way that proves what you believe? Because we say what sure. we think, we live what we believe. If our job as believers is to do just that, then what are we doing here and now to work towards that vision? Yeah. Yeah, I'm reminded of, uh, and I'm sure some of the listeners were too, um, of Proverbs 16, verse 9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord mm. establishes his steps. And I've actually thought of that as more of a like, almost like prescriptive thing where it's like, all right, it's my responsibility to do the planning. So I'm going to do the planning and mm-hmm. God's going to direct, which is which is absolutely true, 100% sure. true. Um, but as I was thinking about it just now, I was like the the, the people who wrote Proverbs we're kind of just like sitting back and reflecting on like mm-hmm. just the way that life works yeah. and just like a, you don't even have to be a believer and to be doing that. Like the heart of a man is, is coming up with his plans and he's, he's wheeling and dealing and coming up with mm-hmm. all these, you know, things to do and, and ways to, that his life can go. And then here you have the proverb writer just sitting back and being like, huh, isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that a man in his heart can come up with all these plans, but God's mm-hmm. the one that directs these things. Yeah. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking like, okay, like, like in, in many respects, like the things that you had in, in view and, and for a lot of us in different seasons of our life, we, we expect it to be one thing going back to expectations mm-hmm. and then God starts to direct. And it's almost like we shouldn't be surprised by that. Sure. Like they're they're Like if we are living in the good of that vision that you've described, mm-hmm. Uh, then, okay, well, I can fulfill that vision here or I can fulfill it there. I can fulfill it now and I can fulfill it then. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no reason that that God is constrained or mm-hmm. confined to just do it in the way that we set the expectations for. Sure. But we did have expectations. And when those expectations do change and you're now moving to Colorado and you're taking a new job and you're mm-hmm. at the new coffee shop and you're connecting with, I don't know, what was it? Three churches, five churches, 10 churches? <laughs> um, like... What, what was that experience like? Because uh, it's been a while for me since I've had like a big change in my life in terms of like, in terms of like moving cross country. Like that was yeah. 10 years ago for yeah. me. Um, going from single to married for me was, was seven years ago. Like mm-hmm. uh, some of those really big moments, I feel like I'm a little removed from. So 
you're you're kind of you're still feeling it like you're still, still experiencing right it, it. Yeah. so so what yeah, has that been like experiencing that season of transition mm-hmm. is it hard is it good is it intertangled with a bunch yeah. of different messy thoughts like yeah, like sure. what is that like for sure um is it hard heck yeah <laughs> it's it's hard uh god never promised an easy life but uh he promised that he would be there and he promised that he'd be leading and guiding and so you bring up that scripture um and that was one obviously that came to mind um in that sort of season a lot and as you're talking about it i'm like that's an interesting connection you've made when i look at that scripture I found a lot of freedom in that. Uh, I think we get caught up in the shoulds of life a ton. And so, you know, in that season of new job, there was some opportunities back in New England. There was some opportunities in Colorado. There was opportunities here in Richmond. Um, And so it's like, ah, but what should I do? Um, Mm, But when mm -hmm. you look at that scripture, I, I see freedom in that. It's like, no, you can walk forward and, and walk forward confidently because no matter what you do, the Lord is going to do what he does best and he's going to be God. And and he's very good at being God, uh, a lot better than I am, which so it's a darn good thing that he is and I'm not. Um, but But that's one of the things that constantly came to mind was, okay, I don't have to get so caught up in the should, should not. Am I doing this because it's the right thing or because I want to? How much weight should I put on what I want to do versus what maybe I think I should do? It's like, no, no, God has got that. That That's his job. Um, your job is to walk forward with the best information that you have from what the Lord has communicated to you, either you know directly um, through prayer, through scripture, through seeking his face, through wise um, counsel. There's, there's wisdom in a multitude yeah. of counselors. Yep. And so I talked with a lot of people um, about a lot of things, and, and the Lord especially. So it was a lot of seeking that, but also at the end of the day, not getting too bogged down with, okay, what should I do? Because I know no matter what, God is going to make my path straight. And that's not licensed to, you know, go and do whatever the heck you want. It's like, no, no, walk faithfully with the Lord and watch him be all the more faithful. Yeah, that's Uh, really good. So I want to circle back to something you said right at the beginning of our conversation. You're talking about how, like, in those moments of transition and those seasons of transition, it really kind of draws out where is your identity uh, mm-hmm. based? And and mm-hmm. so for me, when I moved cross country from Oregon to Virginia, um, that sense of uh, part of it was a sense of like personal integrity. I need to be the same person I was there mm-hmm. that I am here. And, and so that was that was clear to me. But there was also this this other part that's kind of like, oh, I can I can be a little more independent. I can I don't yeah. have to be. Uh, perceived in relation to my family uh, in the same way. Um, You're no longer so-and-so's little brother. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you've made this move uh, as, as an adult, you're, you're a little bit beyond some of those initial, Oh, I'm independent for the first time. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm living on my own for the first time. Like you've done this a couple of times now, but you still are engaging with new community, a new boss, new mm-hmm. coworkers. And so you do, I, I'm guessing, have have some question of like, okay, how am I going to present myself? Like mm-hmm. how, how much, how, how, how vulnerable am I going to be over a meeting at a coffee shop or in a meeting with my manager or mm-hmm. um, with my new church family? Like, so is that, have you found that to be a difficult thing or, mm-hmm. or what are some of the things you're wrestling through right now to, yeah. to get integrated with this new life and people that are there? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, so I personally, and this kind of goes back to what you first asked about how I handle transition and change and all that jazz. Um, I am a relatively consistent person, I would say, uh, at least that's been said of me. Um, and so the same J-Mac sitting here before you is kind of the same J-Mac there in Denver and was the same little baby J-Mac back in the day. <laughs> um, Up in Maine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Lord has also worked a lot in my life. And I can also say, uh, you know, while, while the essence is still the same um, in the sense of who I am, who I know I am in Christ, uh, my identity found within that the Lord has still worked and formed a lot of things in me, which has kind of made me a little bit different um, in some ways. So I'd say the big things, those those have not changed. Um, and the things that matter to me that I care about, that I'm passionate about, that I am working towards and striving towards of knowing God, loving God, loving others and making disciples, those things haven't changed. Um, and so you place me wherever and that that's going to still be the life vision. Um, however, it looks different within every context. And you're absolutely right. Like when you move to a new state, it's like, okay, and what kind of house do I want to live in? And that was actually one of the things that changed. I used to live in a super cool downtown loft apartment. Um, and now I live in a townhouse and I love it. And they, they were both really good, um, but incredibly different. And there's a different context. And so it's not necessarily that the person is different, especially with those big life vision things. Um, but the context in which you're operating is very different. Um, and so some of those smaller things are in the, you know, where I live, how I present myself and, and things like that. Um, so I guess in some sense, it's like same old, same old for J-Mac. Uh, that's always going to be, you know, my big life pursuit of loving God and loving others. But um, yeah, you do think about how do I want to show up here? And for me, um, change can be really exciting in that sense. <laughs> it, it, uh, well, cause, it, well, cause even in your relationship to, to teen pact or to, to church or whatever, like in that growth that you've had, mm -hmm. you're not the same person that you were when you came to work for teen pact. Yeah. Uh, and so now you're not going to be compared in relation to your work at teen pact. No. You're not, you're not. J-Mac, the registration manager, you're not J-Mac, the, the, the girl on stage with the microphone. Mm -hmm. You're, you're just this new person. I'm the new girl. Yeah. yeah. And so in some ways you're able to just start on a, you know, with a clean slate and say, all right, like, how do I want to present myself mm -hmm. in a way that's yes, authentic, but also like putting my best foot forward yeah. so that I can best serve people so that I can best integrate with people yeah. so that, you know, wh whether it's serving in a church context, I know we've talked uh, a mm -hmm. couple of times about just even connecting with some of the pastors that are in the Denver mm -hmm. area and just been like, Oh, like yeah. here's this like discipleship opportunity or here's this like mentoring opportunity. And it's mm -hmm. like, it seems like there's a thousand opportunities in front of you. So like, I'm just, I'm yeah. interested to see like where the Lord's going to lead in that. Same man. Because, <laughs> because like, like to, to our point in this whole thing, like you're still in the middle of it. It's mm -hmm. not like, it's not like, you know, uh, a few months in and you're like, Oh, and that's all she wrote. You know, yep. it's like, all right, we tied up with a bow and we're cool. done here. Like, here's the top three lessons for seasons mm -hmm. of transition. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but have you found that there are things that the Lord is just kind of, you know, caring for you in seasons of transition in mm -hmm. moments of like, Oh, like what is my new routine? I have a townhouse instead of the cool mm -hmm. apartment. I've got, you know, this commute instead of that commute, I've mm -hmm. got, you know, a totally different city, totally yeah. different demographics, totally different 
types of coworkers. I, you told me that you were the yeah. you're the young person working at World Venture, I whereas I am the young lass <laughs> in my uh, work. And, and in so Team Pact World, like you know, for those of you who may be listening who are of the teen variety, uh, you know, it's like J Mac is ancient. Like yeah. you, you are like the great heck? grandmother of of Team Pactors. All right, well that, that's that's a little too far. Uh, let's walk that back. Uh, no, it's very true. Like. I remember, you know, dynamics even just in the office or on an event. Uh, the most recent thing I did was Congress uh, this year, and that was awesome. But it's like, yeah, you go from being a team leader to a follower, and I love both roles uh, and can thrive in both, but it's so interesting walking in and being the young person who doesn't have all the history. Um for those who don't know, I, I work with World Venture. It's a missions agency, and it's it's kind of a legacy one where it's been around since the 40s. Um, so there's a lot that I don't know. And so I'm the sort of person who thrives on knowing a lot. <laughs> um, I just, I love to take it in. Um, so it's been really, really interesting. And it's kind of like, okay, and now my coworkers are people who, it's kind of split, but a lot of them are people who have been on the missions field for 40 plus years. Wow. Which is incredible. And their legacy is insane. Um, and that's so very different from working in the office where you, you know, maybe you went from staffing to intern to intern at the office and then employee. Uh, it's just a different context. Um, or, and then some of my coworkers are businessmen who they've been in business for a long time and they're professionals and they're good at what they do. Um, and so I, I don't know. I have a couple of thoughts with that, but sometimes there's a sense of like, oh man, new context. Do I even belong here? Um, but I think it goes back to just walking in that truth of your identity in Christ and knowing, I know he goes before, I know he comes behind, I'm going to show up and engage, but the results are up to him. The results of, you know, my ministry, my work, what I do, but also the results of your interactions with people, um, and so, yeah, I try to bring that same mentality of, okay, how do I love God, love others in this moment? And, and when those are the ways you're filtering through things, there's going to be a consistency in how you interact with people. But I do see, um, God's hand totally. And even just bringing and caring, uh, kind of go back to what you were saying earlier, um, his hand and caring for me in this change, um, I, you know, moving to Colorado, didn't really know a soul. I've been there before and hung out there before. Um, but even when I went out there for a training week before I moved out there, um, I was out there for a week in June and I saw the Lord's favor so, so much, even just then, which was really cool to see just going into this opportunity of, I didn't know a soul. And in the evenings I would go out and like find a new coffee shop or food spot or something, hang out. Um, and I just randomly met people, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. so just seeing his care for building connections like that, like yep. technically there was really no reason why we should have met. Uh, and yet we did and, and we're still friends. And so that's awesome. Or even in the coworkers that I have, um, the new, new context that I'm in, like, I now work and it's more of a cubicle style. And oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I don't have my nice window in my office at Team Pact anymore, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, but like, that's a different context. But um, even the ways that he's brought friendships there um, and people there, that's been awesome. Um, so I have seen totally his hand in those little things. And I think that's really important to remember in 
working through, uh, going through transitions like this and, and different life seasons is don't forget the Lord is there. He has never left you. Um, and I, I know we all know that <laughs> we read it, we heard it and we know it. Um, but for me, that was a big thing over the past, probably about two, two or three years is the Lord speaking very, very, um, intensely to my heart. Like I have never left you. Mm. Um, and I've been very intentional to remember that, to write that down, to put that as a note in my phone, to yeah. set a reminder because yeah. I forget I'm foolish. Um, but to remember, Hey, I, the Lord have got you. Um, and you can walk confidently and boldly and know that as you are living and abiding in, in me, I see you, I care for you and I care for your desires. I care for your expectations, but understanding that he probably knows my heart. He, he definitely knows my heart and my desires and my dreams and my passions. He knows those better than I do. Um, and trusting him with those. I think hope has been a big theme yeah, in life recently. Good. And that's like hope in, you know, new work context and things that I, I want to do there and be part of there or in finding community and finding a church, which those are hard things to do. Um, but being able to show up and be engaged, a lot of that comes down to the hope that I have in the Lord and knowing that, okay, he's called me into community. So he's going to make a way for that. He's called me to do this work. So he's going to make a way for that. He's called me to live in this place. Like he's going to do that. Finding housing in a new town. Like that's scary. Yep. Like You can't just yep. go and tour places. Um, so, so just recognizing those ways that he brings those things, I think is, is really important. Mm. And I think about um, the scripture that uh, we all know where it's like, you know, he works all things together for good for, for those who love the Lord and are calling according to his purpose. And, um, I think we, <laughs> I think we like to get a little theological about it sometimes. Like sometimes it's cool to, uh, pick those things apart and whatnot. Um, but within what I know about the Lord and the context of the Bible and the context of his character and nature, that's a truth. That's a promise. We can take that to the bank and we can stand firm on that. Um, the other verse that, that comes to mind is, um, there's multiple verses, but when it talks about, um, you know, having that hope in the Lord. And hope does not disappoint. Yeah. Um, and so I know that regardless of my expectations, regardless of, you know, how hard or not hard it is to find community, to find a church to be a part of, which there are a lot of churches in Denver. <laughs> um, just so cool. Gotten to visit a lot um, to, to, to get plugged into community. Um, those are things the Lord's called me into. And so he's going to make a way for that. And I can hope. And all the more I can hope because he's not going to disappoint. I don't have to be scared that he's not going to come through because he's God and he's going to do what he does best. Mm, that's so good. Well, as we as we come to the end, I think I think that's a great way to kind of tie up the conversation because, you know, what you started out with was talking about how our expectations often are the way that we view reality, and then reality doesn't quite, you know, m you know, mesh with that, and it looks different, and then mm. you then you start to realize, oh my goodness, I'm in a big season of change of transition. And it's this, it's this key point, and you just made it, it's that our hope is not in those expectations. Mm -hmm. It is in the Lord and, and he is faithful um, to his promises. And so I think as we, as I, I think is really just a, a fun time for us to, to kind of sit back and, and have a conversation because I mean, there's two years of listeners on the Teen Pack podcast mm -hmm. that have heard your voice and know a little bit of your story <laughs> here or there on different yeah. episodes. 
And, uh, and then, you know, there was a period of time where it's like, oh, JMAX voice isn't on, like what's going on there. And if they're not plugged into Teen Pact, like, I think this is a really great way of just like connecting more to like, what is going on? Cause your story is still going on. Like we're doing our mm-hmm. work at Teen Pact and, and that's exciting, but also your, your work in ministry goes on too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad that our listeners could kind of just still kind of be a part of your story a little bit and listen into that. And I'm sure you'll be on the podcast again <laughs> in the future. So thanks so much for yeah. joining us on this episode. Amazing. Thanks Quinn. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Pact Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampact.com, or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.